on the posted Vayoimer Elikimel Moishe Eyasher Eye, Hashem says to Moishe, I will be that which I will be. The Medrash tells us that Amar Rabbi Yochanan Eye Lasher Eye is Beyechidim, refers to individuals. We'll soon see what that means. Avol Bemerubim, but when it comes to the many, to the community, Al Karacham Shaloi Betevasam, then even against their will. Even if they're not happy about it, and even as their teeth are breaking, I'm going to rule over them no matter what. As the Pasuk says, Hashem swears that he will rule over the Yidin even if it takes a strong hand. What does this mean? So the Mepharshim explained the Medrash in the following way. When it says, it seems to imply that I'm going to be Hashem to those that want me to be their Eibishter, their Melech. It's not in an absolute way. It's only if they choose it, and only if they desire it. But if Chas V'Shalom, someone that doesn't desire it, he has the ability to throw off the yoke of Hashem. Says the Medrash, but that only applies to, applies to individual people. That that I might be for them, their Eibishter, if they choose so. But the Rabbim, the community... I will not allow, says the Abishta, to throw off my yoke, that even if they decide to completely remove me and to remove my yoke off them, I'm going to force them, I'm going to be their king no matter what. Therefore, when the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, even though it's true that there were quite a number of Rishayim amongst them, nevertheless, because we're speaking about the community, we're speaking, because we're speaking about Klau Yisrael, they are Merubim, they are many, and therefore Hashem did redeem them even again if it was perhaps some of them weren't even ready to accept Hashem as their Melech. What we understand from this is that even though the Pasuk B'yod Chazaka Emloi Chalechem is primarily referring to the Geulois that are from the time of Yechezkel and onwards, the one who said this Geulo, this Nevoah, this refers to also the Geulo Ha'asidah. Nevertheless, here we have a hint also for the Geula of Mitzrayim, that this Geula was also in a way that Hashem forced the Yidin to come out of Mitzrayim. However, the fact that Hashem uses Kavayochel, this Yot Chazaka, the strong hand, is only there to force the Merubim, to force the community, Klal Yisrael, but this doesn't apply to individuals. And as the Medrash tells us clearly, that those Rishoyim that did not want to go out of Mitzrayim, actually died during the three days of darkness. Now at first glance, we may try to explain and say that since this Pasuk is referring to the Geulo HaAsido and the Medrish is learning from this Pasuk also in connection to Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So by the same token, we could also learn from the Geulo Mitzrayim seemingly also for the Geulo HaAsido. That just like by the Geula of Mitzrayim, it only applied to Klau Yisroel, but not to the individuals. So we might say that the same thing is true by the Geula of Asido. That when the Torah promises, V'shavta Hashem Olikecha, that you're going to do tshuva. And Hashem is going to take you out of Golos. And as the Ramam tells us, that eventually all Yidin will do tshuva at the end of Golos and they will be redeemed. But perhaps this is only referring to Klau Yisroel as a whole but not to individuals. Just like by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, there were some people that didn't end up going out. But the truth of the matter is 
that we can say this. And as Rashi himself says on the words, V'shav Hashem that this refers to each and every individual. Rashi tells us, Oiches biyadav mamish, the Ebishter is literally holding the hand of each individual Yid. Rashi says, Rashi quotes, to look to la'echad echad b'nei Yisrael, every single Yid will be collected, every single Yid will be gathered. Now this promise of the Geula, and the way it's going to happen, that V'shav Hashem, that the Ebishter is going to bring back every single Yid, is of course also coming in continuation to the cause of what brings about the Gula, as the Pasek itself says, V'shavta Hashem lekechad, you'll do tshuva. And as the Rambam puts it, Soif Yisroi last is tshuva, eventually Yidn will do tshuva at the end of the Golos, which includes, of course, every single Yid. If every single Yid is taken out of Golos, it means every single Yid is going to do tshuva. And as the Alter Rebbe says, that definitely every single Yid will eventually do tshuva. As the Alter Rebbe quotes, Kilo Yidach Mimenu Nidach, there will be no Yid that's forever pushed away. Which basically means that every single Yid, even the biggest Rishoyim, even those that don't want to go out of Golos, the Abishta will arouse to do tshuva, and will redeem them from this Golos, as it says clearly in the Pasuk, Vahoya Bayoy Mahu, Yitaka B'Shefer Godel, on that day a great Shefer will sound, Uvawa Oivdim, and even those that are lost in the land of Ashur, and those that were dispersed in Mitzrayim, will all come and bow down to Hashem, Bahara Kodesh B'Rishalayim. That means... That even those Yidin that were so deeply sunk into their gulfs, that they became oivdim, they're lost, they're dispersed, they're completely pushed away. Even those that don't have a desire to go out of gulfs, even they will be aroused to tshuva, and finally come v'yishtach Hashem shalom. The Rebbe says, we discussed this many times, in the wording of Chazal, when we respond to the Ben Rosh and the Haggadah Shal Pesach. We say, Ilu that if he was there in Mitzrayim, he wouldn't have been redeemed. And we know that there's a famous question. What's the need to tell a Russia something that seemingly doesn't have any connection right now to the Seder? We're trying to celebrate Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Why is there a need to tell him this? And the Rebbe says the explanation is that we're not trying to discourage the Ben Rosha. We're not trying to push him away from the Seder and to tell him that you have no shaykhs to the Gula. On the contrary, in this answer, we're trying to emphasize that only over there in Mitzrayim, you wouldn't have been redeemed. But in the Geulo Hasido, since right now we're after Matan Torah, that even someone like you would, will be redeemed. And therefore, this itself will inspire him and get him excited about the amazing effect of Matan Torah. That's when Hashem said, Hashem I am your Hashem. He said it in the singular, your Hashem. Your individual, your personal Hashem. So from then Hashem comes down to be the Koyach and the Chayas of each and every Yid. And therefore we're telling him that even a Ben Rasha, even someone like himself, every single Yid, is guaranteed that because of this Koyach that he has from Hashem, of course eventually he will be redeemed. So in other words, just to summarize, what the Rebbe so far clarified is that even though we are making a certain comparison based on the Pasuk, between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Geulah HaAsidah, yet we're saying there is still a big difference. In Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there were still some people that did not go out of Golos, and in Geulah HaAsidah, everyone will go out of Golos. And therefore, the Rebbe continues now in Tzib Gimel and asks, number one, the reason the Ebishter took out all the Yidin out of Mitzrayim is as it says in the Parsha B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, the Yidin are Hashem's child, the Yidin are the firstborn of Hashem. 
And therefore the message is coming. Shalach is beneath. Send out my son Adam Mitzrayim. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is told to tell Parah. That means it's as a result of a skashus of a bond between our father, the Abishta, and the Bnei Yisrael, which are bonim lovakim children to Hashem. And therefore it's understood that each and every Yid of, that was in Mitzrayim, even the lowliest ones, are all part of Bnei B'chayr Yisrael, part of the hidden part of the children of Hashem, because the Iskashur is the bond of a father and a child is a natural, it is each essential one that can never be changed. As the Chazal say, that Hashem says, no matter what, Atem Kruyim Bonim, you're my children. And Lachlifum Bumacheris, any Yachol Abisha says, Kvayachol, I am not able to change you over for another nation. If that's the case, the question becomes, why is it then by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that not every single Yid was redeemed? If every single Yid is a child of Hashem? Number two. In Golis Mitzrayim, we know there was a number of different categories of Rishoyim. There were even Oyvdi Avaydi Zarah. To the extent that even when they left Mitzrayim, we say that the Pesel Micha, the idol of Micha, went along with them. And yet, they were Zoycha to the Gula of Mitzrayim. Why is it then that those people that didn't want to go out of Mitzrayim didn't end up having the Gula? <coughs> so the Rebbe explains, we'll understand this based on a concept that we have in the Kapara of Yom Kippur. The opinion of Rebbe is that for every single Avera in the Torah, whether the person did Shuvah or the person didn't do Shuvah, Yom Kippur atones. However, even Rebbe agrees in what's called Kores di Yoyma, which means to say if a person was over the Isur of not fasting Yom Kippur or working on Yom Kippur, so he was over on the Isurim of Yom Kippur itself, then Yom Kippur would not be a Kapora for this. The question becomes a similar sort of question. Since for every single Aveira in the Torah, Yom Kippur does atone, that means even for the harshest, most severe Aveirois, why wouldn't it be Machaper for the, for the Kores, for the Aveirois of the day of Yom Kippur itself? So the Ragachavir explains, since the person sinned with the, within the matter of Yom Kippur itself, it's almost like saying Yom Kippur is causing this person to sin. What's the sin? He's being over on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is the cause, what's causing him right now to be over an Aveira, that he's not fasting or that he's working. If that's the case, it's impossible to say that the day or the item that caused the Aveira should be able to atone for the Aveira. It's like the famous concept that ain't kateger nasasaneger. The one who is, the one that's the kateger that's prosecuting you can be at the same time defending you. To use the expression and the terminology of Chassidus, in Yom, on Yom Kippur is revealed in each, in each and every year the very, very essence of the bond of the Iskashros between the Neshama and Hashem. To such a degree, to such an extent, that Lagabi, this deep level, there's no room for Aveira. In other words, the whole concept of Aveira is like completely not, not significant, not taking up any space. It's on such a deep level of iskashas that there is no blemishes in between the neshama and Hashem. However, when the person is over on Kharis, the Oyman Kharis of Yom Kippur itself, since in this Avera, he is opposing to, he is blemishing, he's affecting the revelation of this bond, he has, he's in opposition to the concept of Yom Kippur itself. <coughs> Therefore, it's impossible that this iskashas to be, should be able to help this yid to atone for the Avera. So the Rebbe now applies the same thing with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. 
There's oiderus and gilui milamayla to take the Yidden out of Mitzrayim was as a result of the revelation of this bond between the Abishta and the Yidden, that the Abishta is our father and we are his children. And since this is an essential bond that cannot change, therefore every single Yid is taken out of Mitzrayim, even the biggest Rishoyim, as quoted before, that no matter what, we're children of Hashem. However, those Rishoyim that are refusing to go out of Mitzrayim, and furthermore, they want to remain a servant, a slave, to other slaves, which is the opposite of being Hashem's servants, and surely the opposite of being Hashem's children. So therefore, because they are opposing the actual revelation of this is kashness itself, they're saying we're not interested in being taken out of Mitzrayim, meaning we're not interested in this bond of father and children. So it's impossible that the gilu of this bond should be poil on them, should affect them to take them out of Mitzrayim. Or again, to use the words of Nigla, ein kateger nasasaneger. So this is what happened by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Says the Rebbe, however, it's still not understood. This rots in this desire not to go out of Golos. Just like it's an opposition to the Iskashras between the Abishter and B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. From the father and the children in the Golos before Matan Torah. Seemingly, this should also be a problem with the Iskashras and the bond that happened by Matan Torah. When the Abishter says, Anoichi Hashem I become your personal Koyach and Chayis. Your personal Abishter. That which brings the Golos Asida of the B'nai Yisrael. That now there's this deep connection between Hashem and the Yidin. So, based on the klal of Ein Kateger, Nasus, Sanegar, seemingly there should be the same problem. Those Yidin that don't want to go out of Gaul, seemingly are also saying they're not interested in that bond with the Abishter. How could they have the Gaulah Asidah? So, in order to explain this, the Rebbe says that in the Chidush, in the special quality that happened in the Iskashas between the Abishter and the Yidin by Matan Torah, there are actually two things that happened. Number one is that the Abishter chose the Yidden. There's something called Mechira. The Abishter chose the Yidden. And as we see this also clearly in the Halacha that the al says in Shulchan Aruch, that when we say before Kriyashma, we say, Yuvonu vocharta mikolam veloshen, we're supposed to remember Matan Torah. That's when the Abishter chose the Yidden. Another thing that happened is that we became servants to Hashem. We became slaves to Hashem. Meshubot, subjugated and slave to Hashem. As the Razal tell us, the famous concept, that the ear that heard by Har Sinai, Kili B'nei Yisroel Avodim, Avodayim. That what happened by Har Sinai was we heard this idea that we are the servants of Hashem. And as it says also in the Parsha, in Parsha Shmois, in regards to Matan Torah, the Ebishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu, When you take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim, Ta'avdun, You're becoming the Ebishter's Avodim, you're starting to serve Hashem. And as we'll soon see in the Sikha, that these two things, the fact that the Abishta chose the Yidin, and the Avdus of the Yidin are very much connected to each other. What's the idea of Bechira? And why is this even greater than the idea of being children to Hashem? So the Rebbe explains, we're going to understand this by first looking at the concept of free choice by the person himself. We see clearly that when a person chooses something, the desire in that thing that he chose is going to be much more powerful than a desire that he has for something just in a natural way. And the reason for this is, when we speak about a person's nature, that means that is defined by the metzius of the person himself, by the boundaries, by the parameters of what the person himself is all about. And because of this nature, 
this nature is going to be based on the specific characteristics, however his, his nature is, however his personality is, and so on and so forth. And therefore, when he wants something based on his nature, the amount, the extent of that desire is going to be according to the extent and the strength of the nature that he has, his characteristics, and so on and so forth. However, when we speak about true free choice, this is coming from the person's essence as it's completely higher than the person's own limitations and boundaries and his own nature. Because real free choice is when there is no reason, no cause for the choice. That means he's not, there's nothing causing him and forcing him. He's not leaning in any way by himself towards that thing. Rather, he chose it completely on his own. However, if he chooses something just because of his nature, because of his own personality, that basically means he's forced to choose it because of his nature. It says that this power of Bechira, we see it within the idea of free choice itself, that a person can go ahead and choose even something that's the opposite of what his nature should make him choose to want. So therefore, what we see from all of this is that the ratzah and the desire that comes as a result of free choice is going to be much more powerful. And why is that? Because it's coming from his essence, a place much deeper than his regular nature. Says the Rebbe, Kavayachal so to Lamaila. The fact that the Abishtad had desires and loves every single yid, based on the fact that they are the Abishtad's children and he is our father, that's Kivayochel, similar to the desire and the love between a father and a child. That means it's still based on a certain level, on a certain description, on a certain particular mode Kivayochel. However, the fact that the Abishta chose the Eden by Matan Torah, this is coming from the very essence of the one who chose, the very essence of Hashem, that's higher than any sort of limitation, higher than any sort of description. That means this desire, this is Kashros, is coming from the very essence of Hashem, that's completely removed from any sorts of descriptions, titles, limitations, and so on. Says the Rebbe, this amazing Bechira that the Abishta chose us, also caused that we should choose the Abishter after Matan Torah. And again, it shouldn't be only based on our nature and our personalities and our limitations, but that our choice to Hashem should also be coming from our essence. And this then is connected also to the concept that now we are also called Avodim. What's the idea of an Evid? So it's explained in the famous Hemshech of Tafresh Samachvav, the difference between a ben, a child, and an evid, explaining this in Havoidus Hashem. That a child, the way he's serving, the way he's doing his Havoidah, is still based on his nature. In other words, it's the nature of the child to be drawn to the father with great love and with a sincere Havoidah and so on. The same thing would apply to Yidin, who are called Bonim to the Abishter, that it's like the nature of the Yid to be drawn to the Abishter with a lot of excitement, with Avarabo, to serve the Abishter. But it's not what we call Avoidah Mikoyach Atzlom. It's not their own Avoidah, it's not their own choice, and that's why it's not really properly Avoidah. It's just the nature he's drawn there. However, what's the idea of the Avoidah of an Eved? It's clearly not the nature of the Eved. On the contrary, what he's doing right now is a, when he's serving and working, it's against his nature. But what happened over here? He devoted himself, he gave himself over, he dedicated himself completely to serve the Abishter, completely nullifying his own Metzius, his own Mohus, 
his own existence, as if he himself doesn't exist, the only thing that exists is only the master, is only Hashem. This is the way the Rebbe is explaining this idea that the Eivishter chose us, and at the same time we completely dedicated ourselves to the Eivishter, also in a way that's coming from our deepest essence. So the Rebbe, now we can go back to understand the difference between the Geula out of Mitzrayim, and where not every single Yid went out. Those that wanted didn't want to go out. Since they opposed the Gilui of their Iskashrus between the father and the son, between Avinu Shabashamayim and Bnei Bukhari Yisrael, which is causing the Geula. So therefore they can't go out. We said, Enkateger Nasasaneger. The difference between that and the Geulo Asidu, where we say every single Yid will go out, even those that don't want to go out in Golos. Even though seemingly again, they're also opposing the Gilu of Anoichi Hashem which is the cause for the Geulo Asidu. What's the difference? It says the Rebbe like this. When we speak about the Iskashos of B'nai Yisrael to Hashem, because of being children to the Eivish, which we said is based on a nature, therefore it's possible for a Yid in Mitzrayim Tchasvashalim opposed this natural iskashros with his free choice. As we said before, free choice goes higher than nature. So with his free choice, he could come along and say that I'm not interested in revealing in that bond between father and child. And as a result of that, this iskashros that should naturally be there is not going to help to take them out of Mitzrayim because with their power of prayer, they're opposing it. However, once the Abishta chose the Bnei Yisrael by Matan Torah, and this is kashrus, we say it came now from the level of Bhira, from the level of the very essence. This caused indeed also, as I said before, is kashrus to the Abishra also from their essence. And therefore, the Iskashrus is with every single part of their being, with their whole essence. And therefore, now, essentially it's impossible for it ever to oppose this sort of Iskashrus. The Iskashrus on the deepest, deepest level of his Nishama. Because in the very essence he chose Elikos. I, Bechitsoinius, he doesn't want to go out of Golos. So that's only an external thing. But that's opposite of what deep, deep inside he really is choosing in his, on, his, on the deepest level. And therefore it's understood that at the end of the day, Sof Kol Sof, this Bechira, this essential choice will also come out that he will choose Hashem as his portion and his lot. Also in a revealed way. And that's why we say that at the end, every single Yid will eventually do tshuva at the end of their Golos. And then of course, Miyad, Hain, Nigolin.